Hello, and welcome to Quick Charge. I'm Mikey G, and it's Wednesday, November 8th. A screenshot of the Tesla Cybertruck specifications has been leaked ahead of the first deliveries coming at the end of the month. A YouTube video by TFLEV purports to have been sent a leaked spec by an unnamed Tesla insider. Now, while we can't confirm that the specs are true and we don't know the source that they got them from, they do seem to fit pretty well with what we already do know about the truck. So let's go ahead and list what we've got. Overall length is 18.6 feet. The overall width without mirrors is 79.9 inches. Overall height and the medium setting is 70.5 inches. Wheelbase is 143 inches. The curb weight with two motors is 6,670 pounds. Three motors is 6,890 pounds. A towing rating of 11,000 pounds, a max tongue of 1,110 pounds. The bed length of 72.8 inches, bed width of 51 inches, the front trunk volume of 7.1 cubic feet, a weight capacity of that front trunk is 420 pounds, headroom of 41.6 inches in the front, 39 inches in the rear, leg room of 41 inches in the front, 40.9 inches in the rear, shoulder room of 63 inches in the front and 62 inches in the rear, and the hip room, both front and rear, is 57.2 inches. There are no outlets in the front, but there is one outlet in the rear, a 110 volt with two of those plugs, and a 220 volt with one of those. Okay, so let's talk about some comparisons. The Cybertruck is significantly shorter than many trucks on the road. The full-size Ram 1500 and the F-150 Lightning are about 17 inches longer than the Cybertruck. The bed in the Cybertruck has a length that is quite substantial, especially given the shorter overall length. At 70.5 inches in height, the Cybertruck is actually quite a bit shorter than the F-150, being 7 inches taller than the Cybertruck. Now, despite all of this, the Cybertruck is still about as heavy as the competition. One missing specification is the battery size. We don't know if the numbers listed are for the large or small battery, or if there's going to be any options. Now, regarding the plugs, the report shows a set of three plugs in the back of the bed. Two regular household plugs for one 10-volt and one NEMA 1450 plug which is largely the standard for electric vehicle chargers. This puts Tesla a tick above the competition, as the NEMA plug suggests that the Cybertruck can output 12 kilowatts, whereas the competition, like Ford, is currently capable of 9.6 kilowatts with a certain configuration. A Tesla owner in the United Kingdom challenged Tesla over its failure to deliver its full self-driving claims, and they won a settlement representing a refund of his purchase cost of full self-driving with interest. Now, Tesla's full self-driving system has been available since 2016, with Tesla stating at the time that Tesla now has all the hardware necessary to have the cars drive themselves. As we know, those promises have not yet come to be realized, and one specific issue relates to Tesla's site, which in 2019 stated automatic driving on city streets were, quote, coming later this year. Now, during some back and forth, Tesla did offer a refund without interest and the insistence of a gag clause to restrict the litigant from speaking publicly about the experience. This was rejected, and Tesla did indeed settle for what amounts to $9,860. Now, it's not a huge amount, and this settlement in the UK doesn't set much of a legal precedent either. Tesla has hired a very experienced manufacturing executive from Stellantis, to lead quality operations at Gigafactory Texas. The new executive, Kahiri Gans, has recently updated his LinkedIn profile to confirm that he is now Tesla's, quote, head of quality operations at Gigafactory Texas. 
and the manufacturing executive holds a mechanical engineering degree from Tuskegee University and a master's in manufacturing engineering from the University of Michigan. He started his engineering career at General Motors, but spent the last decade at Stellantis, where he held several different positions in powertrain engineering and production. Tesla announced that it has achieved a milestone of having deployed one gigawatt hour of Powerwalls in Europe. That's particularly impressive considering that the Powerwall is only limited to some markets. The product also has limited usability in Europe without three phase in the versions. The automaker recently released Powerwall 3, which is going to sell alongside its Powerwall 3 Plus. The company hasn't released all the details yet, and some are holding on to the hopes that it will enable a three-phase version eventually. As the EV price war heats up, Lexus is increasing their discounts. With sales figures in the quadruple digits, Lexus is looking to move some units. They are offering up to $15,000 in lease incentives, which is the biggest so far. The electric RZ began rolling out in the first quarter of 2023, now with Lexus selling over 2,500 models through September, so not terribly high. On the other hand, Rivian has been one of a few EV makers, or automakers in general, who have avoided price cuts. According to Rivian CEO RJ Scarringe, new orders are driving up the average sales price of the vehicles. He attributed improvements in material cost, plant upgrades, and quote, fixed cost absorption from running higher volumes, all of this to narrow losses. Now, Rivian believes that recent plant changes will, quote, meaningfully reduce our material costs and position Rivian to exit 2024 with a much improved margin profile. Now, Rivian will offer less expensive vehicles in the future, which is not exactly a response to the price war, but more of just having more vehicle options. Chrysler CEO Christine Fuel confirmed the next model for Chrysler will be purely electric, a crossover in 2025. The crossover's design is inspired by the Airflow concept and will share the STLA large platform with other Stellantis EV models. The Airflow was based on Chrysler's RU platform, which was used for the Pacifica Hybrid, but the STLA, which is incoming, will offer more improved capabilities. Now, despite this, Chrysler seems to be backtracking on their commitment to go, quote, all electric by 2028. Fuel said that the company expects to continue offering hybrids of their Pacifica, quote, through the end of the decade. They've given themselves two more years, I guess. The Hyundai Motor Group plans to build its own lithium iron phosphate batteries to support cheaper EV prices. Industry sources said that the automaker is expected to introduce them to Hyundai and Kia in 2025. At its 2023 Investor Day back in June, Hyundai revealed a $7.3 billion investment to develop EV batteries over the next 10 years. Hyundai said it was leveraging its position, quote, amidst a seismic change in the industry. Now, the plans include co-developing NCM and LFP, but also solid-state batteries to improve costs while lowering range. No, improve range and lowering costs. There we go. Now, currently, the Hyundai Kona EV and the new Kia Ray EV are powered by lithium-ion phosphate from China's CATL. It appears that Hyundai is trying to decouple themselves from the Chinese supplier. In today's community comment found on YouTube, Strange Handle says, The Green Daily Recap. Yes, indeed. Yesterday I had a little bit of fun with the color green. I was deciding what color to set the background lights to. I thought of green, and it occurred to me that I was already wearing a green shirt. 
so I found a green hat to make it complete. Never let it be said that Mikey isn't in it for the green revolution. Thanks for watching Quick Charge. I'm Mikey G, and I hope you have a great day.